Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever Dakota Fundraising News Podcast. Your hosts today are myself, Pat Tai, the head of product for Dakota Marketplace. I'm Khan Chang Moore, director of data management and strategy here at Dakota. We thank you all for listening in. Today, we're going to dive into the world of job changes, mergers and acquisitions, institutional coverage, ranging from you know some exciting consultant news to investments, searches, and even some new fund launches. All of this and more can be found in Dakota Marketplace naturally, but the goal is to just keep you all informed, whether it's on your morning commute, your afternoon commute, and make sure that you are up to date on everything going on in the industry. Yeah, awesome. Super excited to bring this to you guys. Pat, why don't you kick us off with some job changes that we've seen over the past 48 hours? I love it. Yeah, so these are the past two days. So in Dakota Marketplace, you know, we've tracked really 16 notable job changes. Actually, interestingly, about four of them were in the consultant channel. Pretty continued trend that we've seen. Um, so we've seen pretty high turnover in the consultant channel lately. Last year alone, you know, we saw 99 job changes in this area. We tracked all of those in Marketplace and, you know, we saw 37 actually leave to join other consultants, 13 left to join RIAs. It was also some interesting consultant news that happened this week. Constantine, you want to walk through that? Yeah, so we're recording this episode on February 1st, and as of yesterday, we just got news that institutional investment consulting firm Anco Consulting is being sold to Mariner Wealth Advisors, according to multiple sources. The firm will operate under Mariner Institutional Group once the deal is finalized. Whenever that is finalized, we'll bring more details to you and your team. Super exciting in the you know consulting and RIS space, I suppose. You know, which actually does bring us to one contact move to call out this week, keeping with the themes of you know M and A. Uh, we actually had Brad Fry transition from Sarity Partners Kentucky to Baird as a portfolio manager. You know, if you'll recall, Sarity Kentucky was previously Argy Financial before Sarity bought them in January of 2023, and then again, you know, January of this year, Brad leaving to join Baird, where he'll be a portfolio manager. Speaking of that, Conch, why don't we dive into our next segment on you know RIA and financial advisor moves? For sure. So this week we saw Ameriprise welcome Lance Lively, a financial advisor coming from Ed Jones in Sand Spring, Oklahoma. Lance spent the last 19 years at Edward Jones in Tulsa. He'll be bringing over a book of around $100 million to Ameriprise. Another development we saw was Bruce Spring Wealth's acquisition of Hughes Financial Services. The Virginia-based family-run RAA manages around $500 million in assets, and this will mark Blue Spring's 30-second acquisition. Bluespring is actually the strategic partnerships and acquisitions arm of Kestra Holdings, which has been around as a broker dealer and private wealth manager since 1997 and launched its acquisition effort in 2019. Now let's pivot to institutional coverage. We're just going to touch on a few searches that we've seen, new investments, and as Pat mentioned at the top, some fun launches that we observed this week. Yeah, let's jump in with a update from a recent search. So Massachusetts Water Resources Retirement System, you know, recently announced the search for large cap value manager. They're down to four finalists that they're reviewing for that. Those candidates are Aristotle, Dodge and Cox, Newton, and Sizer, all for their, you know, large cap value strategies naturally. NEPC is assisting with this search. And actually, in speaking of NEPC, another search that came out recently was the Pension Reserve Trust of Puerto Rico for investment grade corporate bonds. They're looking for, you know, about $660 million. Deadline is February 16th. And again, they're using NEPC for this. A ton more can be found on NEPC, including all of the underlying field consultants and the clients that they work with in Marketplace. In this case, though, Rhett Humphreys is the field consultant for the search. Rhett, in his addition to his work with Puerto Rico, works with a handful of other pensions in the southern U.S., including, you know, I just want to call this how Louisiana State Pension and, you know, Louisiana Firefighters. Red is a graduate of LSU himself. So that's just why I wanted to call those out. Let's talk about a quick pacing plan though, Conch. Yeah, for sure. So another search that we've seen, 
which you can find in marketplaces as well. Oregon Public Employees Retirement, they disclosed their plan for private equity this year. So they reviewed their private equity portfolio at their recent January board meeting. Initiatives for that include 10 to 15 commitments of around 100 to 350 million per. So a total of 2.5 to 3.5 billion in private equity in 2024 is what they're looking for. You can find these related materials inside Dakota Marketplace. Moving forward here, continuing on with Oregon Public Employees, we just want to talk about a couple of new investments that we've seen from them. They disclosed four investments at that meeting as well, so $850 million across private equity, real estate, and credit strategies. Within private equity, $250 million was committed to the buyout strategy, Clear Lake Capital Partners Fund 8. They also committed $250 million to the Centerbridge Capital Partners Fund 5. And then within real estate, $200 million to Carlisle Property Investors. And lastly, in private credit, $150 million to the Direct Lending Fund, Sixth Street Lending Partners. They typically use Makita, Aon, Axia, and Alborn for consulting services. You can find the breakdown in Marketplace. One other notable investment that we wanted to mention in private credit, actually, Texas County and District Retirement System. They recently disclosed a $100 million commitment to the Chorus Capital Credit Fund 5. Currently, they have about $12.5 billion of their total portfolio to private credit, including investments to Silver Lake and MGG last year, among others. Yeah, that's awesome. And in keeping with the fund theme, let's go through some recent fund launches that we found. So I do just want to call out that the source for this is the Form D filings through the SEC. You know, the Form Ds do have some nuance. At times, they're a new fund launch. At other times, they're tracking, you know, first close. So we do encourage listeners and readers to do some of their own research on these, but it should definitely be a good starting spot. So, you know, I'll start with Venture. So with Venture, you know, recently we saw Nomo Ventures launch their Fund 3. Nomo is, you know, naturally a VC firm based in San Francisco. They do, you know, early stage technology investing. Their track record does include a lot of companies that have had really successful exits. I'll just call out one that's, you know, definitely in everyone's home and, and near and dear to everyone is the Nest Smart Thermostats, the ones you can sort of turn. So, you know, Nomo was an early investor in Nest and then Nest famously was bought by Google in 2014. So, you know, very successful track record out of there. We also want to call out on the real estate side, Stoneweg. Stoneweg is a real estate firm based in St. Petersburg, Florida. They're led by Patrick Richard. Stoneweg launched their Green Gen Workforce Housing Fund 1 relatively recently. Stoneweg's actually been doing multifamily real estate investing since 2016. Everything they do has an ESG tilt, and you know this does appear to be their first approach into workforce. Kosh, tell me about a recent you know, large firm that launched a new fund. For sure. PGEM, you know, the $1.5 trillion firm. They launched their PGM Energy Partners Management Fund 2 recently. This is an energy mezzanine fund that they filed on January 17th of this year. It's actually going to bring their private capital business to right around $97 billion in assets and just over 200 investment professionals. So pretty substantial there. Yeah, that's awesome. Prudential just sort of, you know, continually leading the way across asset classes. That covers the bulk of the news we wanted to go through. I will just go through a quick, you know, Dakota Marketplace product update and then pass it over to Conch for, you know, where our Dakota data team has been spending time. So quickly on the product, if you're a user of Marketplace already, a lot of this will be, you know, familiar, but we have gone live recently with both following and sharing functionality. So with following, you know, you're able to follow your key accounts, your key investors, your competitors, your peers, and stay up to date really on everything going on with them. A couple things to call out, you know, personnel changes, new investments made, AUM changes, but a ton of other things you can get information on. And then sharing. So you can share records with other marketplace users now. You know, I'm thinking of that Serity example, right, where we had the gentleman that we called out in the beginning of this call move from Serity to Baird. If I'm covering Serity, my colleague's covering Baird, and they just share that record with him. 
or, you know, it was Kentucky-based, so you could certainly do it, you know, Metro A-based too. Private fund performance, as you all likely know, we've been spending a lot of time on that since early December. We launched that initiative for up to, you know, nearly a thousand investment strategies that we have private fund performance on. So, you know, just great work, Conchin, and the data team for all of your efforts there. And then two things for, you know, our CRM users, CRM integrations out there. So we have gone live with our Salesforce app, you know, a long time ago, and it's been getting tons and tons of positive feedback, but we're going live with the Salesforce app volume two soon. So be on the lookout for a new mapping feature and the homepage. On two other CRMs, we have gone live with our Satuit integration. So if you are a user of Satuit, please reach out to your CSM or your contact at Dakota. And then we're nearing going live with the Microsoft Dynamics integration should be, you know, the second week of February. Don't quote us on that, but that's what we're expecting. Conch, yeah, tell us just a little bit about the uh, the data team, what you all are spending time on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, every day, obviously, we're updating our accounts and contacts. Other than that, over the past year or so, we've been largely focused on international accounts. So within the past two years, we've added over 2,200 investment allocators internationally and over 7,100 contacts to those accounts. Another initiative, late last year, we introduced an insurance general account data set. And so from a contact standpoint, we've added right around 1,500 contacts to insurance accounts over the past year. Yeah, that's awesome. Again, great work to everyone involved. And you know, our customers are definitely finding a ton of value in that. We thank everyone for listening in. That's going to wrap up the first ever Dakota Fundraising News Podcast. Like we've said throughout, all of this data and more is available on Dakota Marketplace. Feel free to reach out to your contact at Dakota. If you don't have a contact at Dakota yet, you can just send an email to you know sales at dakota.com. We'll all make sure that email gets to the right place. We thank you for joining us today, coming to you live from our third floor and our Philadelphia office on a cloudy day. Look forward to more of these episodes with more insights on the world of institutional and intermediary fundraising. Thanks everyone for your time. This episode is brought to you by Dakota Marketplace. Are you tired of constantly jumping between multiple databases and channels to find the right investment opportunities? Introducing Dakota Marketplace, the comprehensive institutional and intermediary database built by fundraisers for fundraisers. With Dakota Marketplace, you'll have access to all channels and asset classes in one place, saving you time and streamlining your fundraising process. Say goodbye to the frustration of searching through multiple databases, websites, form ADVs, and say hello to a seamless and efficient fundraising experience. Sign up now and see the difference Dakota Marketplace can make for you. Visit dakota.com forward slash Dakota hyphen marketplace today.